Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to Polygamy, What Love Is This? I'm Doris Hansen, your host, and we discuss polygamy on this show from every angle that we can think of to present the case that a loving God cannot and did not design plural marriage, uh, plural polygamy for plural for marriage, excuse me. Before we get started on today's show, we want you to know that we do help people leave polygamy. You can call our toll-free number 877 877- um, 425-9993 for a private and confidential uh, discussion of your situation or if you know someone who needs help and we'll find out how we can help you. You can also go to our website shieldandrefuge.org uh, for information about our ministry. If you want to contact us about any of our shows or to be a guest, you can email us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Also, audio versions of our show are available to download. You can go to our website's main page for information or to soundcloud.com slash whatloveisthis. Uh, also, our shows are available on iTunes podcast. And now I would like to welcome back our co-host, Earl Erskine, who was away for the past couple of times I on vacation. Was. Yeah, I, mi- I miss being here. So Well, we certainly I, missed uh, you here. Did you have a good time? We did. We had a good time with our family down in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Granddaughter was graduating from high school, yeah, so good. that was fun. That's great. That's yeah. awesome. Well, welcome back. Glad you're back safely. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. You know, in the nation of Turkey... In the year 2005, a herd of 1,500 sheep walked off a cliff that had a 45-foot drop to the bottom. 400 of the sheep were killed. The only reason the rest of them survived is because the bodies of the dead sheep cushioned the fall of the others as they fell on top of them. First, one sheep walked off the cliff edge, and then sheep doing what they do best. Each one just followed the other on a dangerous, life-threatening journey, and each one just kept following the next one, stepping right off the cliff until the entire flock was gone. Now, you might ask, (laughs) what has this got to do with polygamy? Well, frequently, the Bible refers to humans as sheep, and it refers to God as the shepherd of the sheep. Jesus called his followers his sheep, and he is called the great shepherd of the sheep. And God frequently warned in the Old Testament to watch out for the shepherds who destroy or scatter the sheep, or you might say, lead them off the cliff. And why does God compare us to sheep? Well, we don't know how many of our viewers are aware of the behavior traits of some farm animals, but for those who aren't familiar, as someone said, sheep are comically stupid. (laughs) It has also been said that they are probably the group of the dumbest of four-legged animals. One farmer said that sheep are the dumbest animals on the planet. The Bible has much to say about sheep, shepherds, false shepherds, and wolves in sheep's clothing. Sheep can easily stray away from the protection of safe grazing grounds into dangerous places and situation. I think that's why God calls us sheep, because we humans so easily follow so blindly like sheep do. 
So let's first read what he says in Isaiah chapter 53. Yeah, in verse 6 it says, We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So sheep easily go astray, astray. without realizing it. Yeah. And just like sheep, people will follow someone right off the cliff, not having a clue the danger ahead of them. Now, keen human leaders recognize this, knowing that they can easily convince people to follow them. Jim Jones and his bowl of Kool-Aid is a prime example. They know what to say and, and how to manipulate and how to say it to help just to cause people to follow them. And God has many warnings to people like him and like Joseph Smith and the present leaders of Mormon polygamy groups. He calls them destroying shepherds. And he has a warning for them. Yeah, we read this in Jeremiah 23, verses 1 and 2. Woe to the shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. I will bestow punishment on you for the evil you have done, declares the Lord. And God grieves over the sheep who are led astray by false shepherds. Yeah, later Jeremiah. in Jeremiah 50, verse 6. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray and caused them to roam on the mountains. They wandered over mountain and hill and forgot their own resting place. So how do we know if we're being led by a true or a false shepherd? It only takes a, one drop of poison in a full glass to kill off the one who drinks out of it. That poisoning is precisely what happened with Jim Jones' flock when they drank the Kool-Aid, and over 900 of them perished, each one following the other to the punch bowl. And tragically, before the punch bowl came out, not one single follower of Jim Jones would have ever acknowledged he was a destroying shepherd. That's a good point. But he was. Yeah, but he was. Peter calls Jesus the great shepherd of the sheep. Jesus is the good shepherd of Psalm 23, who provides green pasture, fresh, quiet waters, and pastoral rest for his beloved sheep. But false shepherds have come along and have charged the great shepherd with many things and have tried to displace the great shepherd to make room for themselves. Our focus is on the false shepherds that Mormonism has produced. Each leader of each polygamy group claims to be God's only true prophet, and each one has taught that their polygamy group is the only place that God's work and his kingdom is being accomplished. And they are leading their sheep right off the cliff, and the sheep just follow, afraid to ask questions and believing their lies. Millions of people still follow Joseph Smith, even though he changed God's revealed way for eternal life. The people just believe and follow Joseph Smith right off the cliff, without checking out what the great shepherd has to say about what Joseph Smith taught. Jesus taught us this in John 10. Yeah, verses 4 and 5 says, His sheep follow him because they know his voice, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. I love all the analogies. Isn't that beautiful? I love all the analogies of sheep and the good shepherd. And John chapter yeah. 10 is a beautiful chapter. Yeah. It's great for that kind of an analogy yeah. and the shepherd too, and, and, and all through John even. And Jesus being that shepherd, mm -hmm. yeah. 
And the people in polygamy groups as sheep are following the strange voices that Jesus talked about. Each one telling the sheep that he's the true shepherd and that he's the mediator uh, that gives them God's messages and blessings. But only Jesus is the good shepherd and Jesus is our only mediator. And he said monogamy is God's way for marriage. He said there's no eternal marriage. He said it, but the polygamists don't believe it because they're listening to and following a false shepherd's voice. Mm. Polygamy has never been a command from God or part of his teachings in order to attain Mormon exaltation. Never. Jesus alone is the way, the truth, and the life, and the Savior, and polygamy is not the way or the Savior. And all this leads us into a discussion of a particular false shepherd who has and is leading so many followers off a dangerous cliff. Warren Jeffs, the FLDS prophet. Yes, he's in prison. <laughs> yes, he is. But he's still, still driving leading. the sheep off the cliff. Yep. I have a copy of a marriage class here. I think it's four or five pages that Warren Jeffs taught. And the information that we're going to look at is deadly poisonous food for the sheep. Of course, Jeffs draws a lot from Joseph Smith and other early Mormon polygamists, and he adds some of his own poison to their teachings. And this is part of a marriage class that Warren Jeffs taught. It's dated December 4th, 1997. It's before he was arrested and tried and convicted and thrown into prison. And it's entitled, The Marriage Covenant, How to Abide the Covenants of the Priesthood and the Celestial Law. The first paragraph he teaches this. These are so fascinating. <laughs> the words of the prophets will guide the rest of their lives and into eternity. And we are talking about <clears throat> eternal things in this class, not just the temporary pleasures of this life. Okay, now we need to watch carefully how he uses certain words like prophet and priesthood. And, right. and, and remember, he's talking to young minds. It begins with the promotion of himself as the prophet. It says, he will guide them into this life and into eternity. Well, that's Jesus' job. He completely displaces Jesus Christ in that because that's Jesus' work, not Warren Jeffs or anybody else's. He also presents the false belief that marriage is eternal, which is in opposition to what Jesus taught. He, any and all marriage covenants that are taken in this life, no matter what they name them, if they're taken in this life, they end at death. Jeff teaches his class about obedience next, like this. Then a person advances on living faithful and obedient to the commands of God through his prophet. So again, he's got the prophet there. The prophet is yeah. the mediator between God and the people, but that isn't true. Uh, and you'll notice in his teachings how he, he points to the prophet uh, as having the power and the authority over the people. Well, this sets up his followers to dread going against his teachings, and they don't have a clue that he's just leading them off the cliff. Jesus, the great shepherd, has told us that the prophets ended with John the Baptist. Now, Jesus alone is our prophet, and in order not to be led off a cliff, we must follow only him, not a man claiming to be a prophet who is really a wolf in sheep's clothing. Now, Jeffs begins to teach them about the priesthood. <laughs> the boys are given the Aaronic priesthood around age 12, and they are advanced from a deacon to a teacher to a priest. That is a training for the men to honor the prophet and their priesthood. And then, around the age of 18, the young men receive the Melchizedek priesthood. 
and that is the occasion in a man's life where they give themselves completely to the prophet mm -hmm. to do the will of the Lord through his prophet. Can you see how the prophet is? It stands between the people and God. Yeah, for sure. And and now he brings the priesthood in to do the same thing. Um, he he gives and notice that he says the people have to give themselves completely to the prophet. Yeah. That's kind of scary. And then he brings in the priesthood authority, blatantly disregarding the authority of Jesus Christ. He says the authority of the priesthood is through the prophet, meaning, of course, himself, placing himself on a pretty high pedestal there. And, of course, this is brainwashing and mind-controlling technique, placing the people under the obligation to follow him without question, claiming that is what God expects them to do, which is a prime example of a guilt producer <laughs> yeah and they believe him and they follow him without question right off the cliff jesus said his sheep will not listen to a stranger's voice and warren jeff's voice is not the voice of jesus he is a destroying shepherd ruining the lives of so many uninformed people just like his mentor joseph smith who taught doctrines totally foreign to God's revealed truth. Now, we don't follow the Lord through his prophet. We follow the Lord only through the great shepherd who is the only mediator between God and man. Yeah, in 1 Timothy 2 and 5, it says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. And this is something we quote every yeah. once in a while on the show because it become it, it is so relevant to this culture. Yeah. Uh, next, Warren Jeffs turns his attention and his teachings to the young ladies in his class. Yeah, he continues on, The young ladies should continue in their father's home. They should be learning the skills and gifts of motherhood. You go to school, you go to work, at home laboring, always under priesthood direction, like an umbrella of protection guiding you toward your success. You can see <laughs> the, the controlling technique here yeah. that, that the priesthood is who they look to. And if they do anything else, they're disobeying they're the prophet. They're disobeying, right. Yeah. They're disobeying the prophet. And yet, biblically, they are to look to Jesus. They're to look to, because he's the word of God. Right. And, and looking at the Bible and what God says what through Jesus, in the New Testament especially, we can find out God's will for our lives. We don't need a prophet. We don't need the priesthood. All we need is Jesus. And it's very odd at this point that Jeff's taught that the girls should go to school. Did you notice that? I noticed that. that I they wondered. Should. Because, yeah. <laughs> and of course, this was this was before he took away schooling, because eventually he did. He took away schooling from all the people, almost all of them. Wow. Um, but here he said that they should get educated. But notice that the girls, as well as the boys, were instructed to continue under priesthood, authority, and direction. That is a controlling feature of Mormonism, all of Mormonism, mind control and behavioral control. Priesthood control, priesthood? yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, the authority that they're afraid to go against, that makes them afraid to go against it. Yeah. And they don't teach Jesus in this respect, but the priesthood is the power and the master. As Jeff's continues the girls, and, or conditions the girls, because they are being conditioned, uh, to accept the priesthood control, which will lead them into plural marriage, he taught that them that as they mature, they may have some questions like maybe this. Yeah, what is plural marriage for? What is the purpose of it? 
The only way you can see this picture I am about to describe is to have a living faith in our Lord and Savior and in his living priesthood. So now he brings in the Lord and Savior right. with alongside their priesthood. He puts the priesthood on an equal level with their faith and That's with true. their priesthood. So Jesus is just one of many on an equal level, but still saying they have to look to the priesthood instead of to Jesus. Of course, their priesthood is visual and it's easier for humans to follow what they see. So it's easier to follow a false shepherd whom they can see than the great shepherd whom they cannot see. As Jeffs continues to teach his class, we see how he inserts himself as the mediator between God and the people, which of course removes Jesus from that position. So they look at Jeffs instead of Jesus. More from this marriage covenant class. You learn that God lives and he has sent a prophet to give the, to give the blessings of God to his children. We discover by the words of the prophets, we are the offspring, the literal children of Heavenly Father. He built this earth, and he himself came here and fell from a celestial to a mortal condition, and he had children. He started the peopling of this earth. We learn that the God over him came to this earth and also lived celestial and plural marriage. Our Lord and Savior, while in the flesh, fathered children. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> now some of that, some, some of this you learned growing up as a Mormon, but some yes. of it's totally foreign that, that to was what new. you learned. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but that's what we, we learned. We weren't trying to justify plural marriage. Yeah, that's true. right, yeah. right. But the early Mormons justified they, it that they, way. They did. They, they did. Everything, of course, that Jeff's taught here is far removed from what the Bible teaches. And all who believe and follow these false teachings are being led right off the cliff. Our great shepherd is the only God. God is high and holy, and he is not a polygamist. He hasn't been, and he isn't now hanging out in, in some heaven somewhere, indulging in eternal sex to sire spirit children. But that's what Mormonism's false uh, shepherds have taught and continues to teach their sheep. It was taught by the early Mormon polygamists, and it continues to be taught as doctrine to this day in polygamy groups. But our great shepherd warned us against following teachings and traditions of men. We quote from Mark. Mark chapter 7, verses 6 through 9. He replied, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. As it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are but rules taught by men. You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to the traditions of men. And he said to them, You have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. That's so true of this culture, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and they claim that God commanded the things they're doing, but he didn't. It's just a tradition. And they have set them aside so that they can follow those traditions. Follow the, men. Pardon? Follow men. Follow men. Instead of God, mm -hmm. yeah. follow, follow me, the <laughs> prophet. Uh, and they think he's following Jesus when he really yeah. isn't. He's following those traditions. The teachings and the rules of the Mormon kingdom are only traditions of men. And they have never been part of the teachings that come from God. They claim to be followers of Jesus. But instead they're observing their own traditions rather than God's Word. If they would just open the Word of God and read it, not just one verse at a time or use the Mormon filter, but, actually, but read it on its own, it. Yeah. comparing Scripture with Scripture, they would 
they would see that. Okay, so we will continue to teach from Warren Jeff's teachings on FLDS Marriage Covenant. Yeah, the next one is the Prophet Joseph Smith was called upon to establish celestial and plural marriage. But by his day, there had been nearly 2,000 years of tradition of monogamy, where the whole Christian world declared a man is immoral and wicked if he has more than one wife. How about 6,000 years of monogamy where God... Yeah, that doesn't sound very biblical either. <laughs> That's not biblical at all. And again, that idea comes from Brigham Young, because he taught that a lot, as did Orson Pratt. If you read sure. the, the book, The Seer, you'll see that in his book as well. And, of course, there are false shepherds of early Mormonism who taught live polygamy or be damned. And that didn't come from God because he established monogamy way back in the beginning. Even Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Now, this is where Brigham Young took, took this verse and said it was one of his wives. Oh, is that right? That she was one of his wives, um, and that God left his harem in heaven and, and came down with Eve, one of his wives, where they were to establish the peopling of this planet. Of this uh, but the Bible doesn't say that. No. And there is no new revelation to add to what God has already revealed, because if that's what had happened, that's where he would put it. It, it would say so right here. But God established monogamy, and Jesus also confirmed that. And this verse, no matter how you look at it, does not include multiple wives. It's monogamy, and God doesn't change, and so we know that his plan for marriage doesn't change either. So, Jeffs continues. This is a bold statement. Our great creator, the gods, when they came to this earth, lived this law of plural marriage. Okay, so there we go again. Not only Jesus, but also the God or the gods yeah. had plural wives, which is more like Greek or Mormon mythology. Did you ever read Roman the theology. Roman mythology? Oh, sure. You they did. had these crazy yeah. ideas, yeah, didn't they? they? Did. <laughs> but they're sure not Christian or biblical teachings. Uh, it's very clear when you read the Bible that there are no other gods in existence. Um, there's only one God, and he isn't a man, uh, that he should lie or get married or sexually father human or spirit babies. Uh, false doctrine like this and others leads the sheep right off the cliff. Warren Jeffs taught much of the same stuff that Joseph Smith taught. They taught that polygamy was essential, that they were a hated and persecuted people because they lived righteous commands of plural marriage, and so they had to keep it a secret. Well, the word secret is a real button pusher, a big red flag. God doesn't give kingdom secrets to be kept from others. No secret ceremonies, no ritual so sacred it has to be kept secret, no secret teachings or doctrines or secret spiritual levels or anything else. Jesus said he did everything and said nothing in secret. He did nothing and That's said right. nothing in secret. Right. We constantly hear our critics saying, telling us that stop what we're doing and be more loving like Jesus. Yet they themselves don't believe what Jesus taught because Jesus did nothing in secret. Nothing was so sacred to him that he didn't publicly talk about it. Warren Jeffs places the blame of the persecution of Mormon polygamists on Abraham Lincoln. I, I was shocked at this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he said this, Orson Pratt gave the first public discourse on celestial and plural marriage in 1853, and it went public throughout the world. 
persecution increased year by year, you hear the world celebrate a president named Abraham Lincoln. It was him who called polygamy a relic of twin barbarism with slavery. He said polygamy and slavery is just as bad as each other and it must be done away. And he allowed laws and he signed laws into effect that would persecute the priesthood people. So he's made Abraham Lincoln into a pretty bad guy yeah. here. Now Abraham Lincoln did say that about polygamy and, and slavery, slavery, but it wasn't him who who uh, signed laws into effect. You can see that Warren Jeffers is brainwashing the young minds and convinces them that the world is against them and hates them because of polygamy and that's why they're persecuted. <laughs> Well, in the FLDS, the priesthood owns the children and its members. In fact, the parents sign over their children to the priesthood. It's required. Priesthood is placed in a higher position and authority than ever God intended it to be in the Old Testament. And then when you get to the New Testament, you can clearly discover that Jesus is the only high priest. Uh, claiming priesthood authority is in reality pushing Jesus out of the way and usurping his position and authority. Now, there's more to talk about in Warren yeah. Jeff's talk on uh, FLDS covenant plural marriage. We don't have time to finish it today, but we're going to finish it next time and complete the discussion. And hopefully some of our viewers will recognize that false shepherds who claim to be God's prophets holding God's priesthood are in reality false shepherds who are leading the sheep to their death off the edge of a cliff. Yeah, it's just amazing. I wanted to follow up a little bit on what you said about signing their children over. Uh-huh. That means that any children that you have belong to the polygamy group as opposed to just your own. They're not yours. They belong to the priesthood or the group. And, and of course, he's the head of the priesthood, so that's why he can reassign families. And, and children, he can take... And does that happen often? Oh, it happens all the time, yeah. And that's why you hear of children being sent off to different camps or mm -hmm. different places. Or, or some of the fathers or mothers uh, telling to, to, you have to leave the group, you've sinned, you have to repent oh, from afar. Oh, and if you apostate, <clears throat> then you lose your children too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you've signed them over to the priesthood. The children don't belong to you. And you can do something to lose them wow. that way. And, and, and he does it arbitrarily, you know. I, there really is no reason. Oh, I'm sure it's inspiration. <laughs> oh, yeah, a priesthood inspiration a for prayer, sure. A lot of prayers. <laughs> well, right. that's terrible. Isn't that I mean, ugly? I think that would be terrible for a mother. I, I, I don't know if there's anything illegal, you know, that can be drawn from that, but yeah. it seems to me like there could be if a legal mind wanted to get into sad, it. Sad, sad. So we'll, we'll pick up next time on okay. part two of this marriage covenant by the FLDS. Thanks, Earl. You bet. Thank and, you. You know, the leaders of the Mormon polygamy groups use the Bible and God as their hammers to coerce the people into their will and to do their way. But they are false shepherds. The good shepherd is Jesus, and he hasn't appointed anyone to take his place. False shepherds place burdens. Jesus lifts burdens. False shepherds drive the sheep, and in the end, they follow each other off the cliff. Jesus is the good shepherd, and he doesn't drive the sheep. He leads them. Sometimes he carries them. And the false shepherds will discover someday that God saw every abusive and dishonest tactic that they did, and Ezekiel chapter 34 warns them that God will judge their behavior without mercy. We urge those who are following mere men to turn away from them and follow only Jesus because it is only Jesus who is the great shepherd of the sheep. Thanks for watching.
This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.